This podcast has been hijacked by the stoner and the fat man. Get ready to have your brain blown and your balls rocked off. Mark Poulos, Joe Cocazello, here they come. The stoner and the fat man. Sound check. Checkity one. Checkity two. No, we're... Check one, check two. We're recording. <laughs> Not mic checking, we're recording. Oh, dude, Vegas! Yeah! Uh, I started Welcome a little Welcome back early. to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. The Unbridled Enthusiasm uh, meets 20 book. past 4 podcast. Have we oh, decided? Is this what this we're is, doing now? From now on, it's co-podcast. This is... Uh, we're just gonna... It's it's like uh, it's Mike Marvel mashups. It's like, what it's if? It's called uh, Unbridled 20 after 4. It's, tw- it's Unbridled... Uh, 20 after 420 four enthusiasm. enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there it is. If you can hear this a little is, clinkety clank oh. in the glass, I, I'm, I'm drinking my breakfast here. Oh, a little Jim Beam. Uh, Mark, have you. Uh, it is officially 1026 in the morning, and you have a glass. In Vegas. Three fingers of Jim Beam. Just two. Just two figures now. So we uh, we are in Vegas, and uh, at the end of this uh, this whole train you guys are going to get to hear the uh the show that was taped on the edge of the grand canyon oh yes which i think will be you're way too far away from the microphone but i'm look how cool i'm sitting you you look cool you are way too far away from the why don't you just go in the bathroom and we can record your part of this podcast (laughs) this breakfast don't make me poop like biscuits and gravy does that's a sure I do love my biscuits and gravy on the road. I will still say the, for me, the funniest line of yesterday at the Grand Canyon was we were standing on the edge of it and there was this pillar, this stone pillar that was kind of off kilter from the edge. And it looked like if you got close to it that you could maybe do just a little jump out onto the pillar. And I turned to Joe and I go, man, do you think you could get out on that thing? And with the most sincerity I've ever seen in his face, he said... Dude, I am seven fingers in the Jim Beam. There's no way I should be jumping off a cliff and trying to land on pillars. <laughs> that could go down as the greatest line of this entire Stoner and the Fat Man tour. Oh, man. I, I have seven fingers in. There's no reason I should be jumping and trying to land on pillars. Well, I didn't understand why no one else was drinking at the Grand Canyon. It was pretty uh, like family oriented out there. Uh, it, like, you know, it was something that uh, majestic. I went on a peak. I smoked some weed. Yeah. Overlooking the most majestic thing. It it's like, crazy, uh, like who? Like, oh, you smoke in your car, Lamos? Yeah. Like, go fucking smoke on the side of the fucking America's <laughs> vagina. A lot of different people we got to meet there. People from Ireland. People from Montreal, Canada. Oh yeah. From uh, Japan. It's pretty why not, why so you... weird, man, when you're just out there and somebody's like, Hello, take a picture of me? Like, that's my Irish accent. That was, your, that was a very was a good? Japanese Irish accent. I don't know. Maybe they were. Yeah. <laughs> Jap- I'll go get some more Jim Oh, all right. You're not, you're not going to tape the rest of this? No, that would just get like the good little intro. Oh, and, uh... all right. Joe on this whole trip has got a uh, GoPro camera. And I don't know, I don't know what uh, you know about the GoPro cameras, but they're tiny little fisheye cameras that you can take audio and video of everything. And Joe has decided that uh, on this trip he's going to be pretending to be a uh, a newscaster from New York One, 
and he's going to be doing interviews with people all over the place. And I've tried to tell him that uh, if you're going to pretend to be a newscaster on TV, you can't be swearing in the interviews. <laughs> I told him that some was going to make think, it. What do you think of this fucking Grand Canyon? I'm going to edit the other stuff out. <laughs> Well, they should also be, if they knew anything about television, they should be asking to sign something, which I'm not making anyone sign anything. I'm just like, hey, just say your name into the camera. What, Somebody's like, like, shouldn't I sign something for No the one has ever said anything. They just thank me, and they're like, oh, thank you. And, like, and they don't See, ask this, where it's going to be. This is something that we fight about on the road the whole time this time was. I'm of, I'm of the, uh, the school of thought that people are just trying to enjoy their day. Right. And somebody coming up into their mug with a camera and interviewing them is a disturbance. Joe, on the other hand, feels that when he's finished interviewing people, he has just made their day. Well, they, all right, they're going through their regular life, right? You're just living your regular old life, yes. doing the same monotonous shit. And then some asshole fucking... with a camera shoves it in their face and starts asking them I'm questions. I'm not Geraldo. <laughs> I'm not an asshole. I'm this nice... I'm, look at this face. Look at this fucking face. Look, and I, I come in. Grant, I'm from New York City. You are now they're going to talk about They got something to talk tiny. about. Now over dinner. Now they actually have something to talk about. <laughs> we should talk about that. We got. I got a free room at the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas, but all they had left was a room with one bed. <laughs> so we had to sleep in the same bed last night. <laughs> And my wife called, and Joe kept saying that we were spooning. <laughs> and how many different variations do we have? At first, at first I said, I said it's a, it's like a, it's like a teaspoon and a tablespoon. <laughs> and I came out of the bathroom and I was like, no, 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 you're a ladle. I'm a ladle, and he's one I'm of those 50, 50 state the souvenir spoons. <laughs> you're. Oh, and then I wanted to go to go. It went to. Uh, oh, what the fuck? What was the, the other one? Because yours was a baby Gerber spoon. Yeah, the Gerber and mine spoon. Was like, <laughs> like those weird, the 70s wooden spoon. The 70s wooden spoon on the wall. With ne- next to a giant fork. And just nothing happened last night. I mean, I don't remember. I had so much to No, I'd, something happened. We slept. There was That's probably. It. There was a, there's a body pillow in the way. It was probably the body <laughs> pillow that, had, like, I, I assumed was Those like, aren't pillows. Oh my God. <laughs> nothing happened. So I thought, uh, I thought for this podcast we could go over uh, how we met because I think it's a pretty funny story. The uh, the uh, oh, dude, the, yeah, the degrees of us because we met I so took, many. I like, took a class from uh, Scott Novotny, <laughs> fucking fourteen years ago. How's Novotny doing? I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. He's still uh, still a comic, still touring, still all right. doing it all. That's it. He's yeah. doing. He's doing it. So. Uh, I was told by him to come down on Friday night to work on material because uh, Rox Tarrant had uh, an oh, open mic night. Minnesota Comedy Club. So I uh, I packed up the car and I drove up to Maplewood. The mall. And I still remember this to this day. I there was uh, the the Minnesota Comedy Club was in the bar of the Best Western. Yep. So they had the door shut because the show was going on. So I got to the door and I opened the door and when I walked in, who was on stage? Joe Cocazello. And I stood at the door and I stared at Joe Cocazello on stage as he delivered all of his material <laughs> and thought to myself <laughs> and thought to myself, someday I'm gonna be as funny as that guy up there. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe still lo- still loves hearing that story. I, I do love hearing that story. That's it just 
I was telling. I, I think I had, at that point I had written uh, like maybe three jokes at that time, and I still remember the joke you were telling when I walked on stage. When I walked into the room, you were telling the joke. Uh, I tell ladies Italians make the best lovers. Of course, that only works once. <laughs> and then you went into uh, that was the first joke I ever wrote. I had a big. I have a big uh, monster in my closet, but he's a big gay monster, and nobody wants to know about it, so he just stays in there. And then you were like, "Thank you, good night." And I was just heard those two jokes, and I was just like, "Man, this guy's good," you know. But at that time, you were what? How far I, in? Like I was like it was September two thousand. How long have you been doing stand-up at that point? One year. One year. So he was... One year. Joe's been I doing was, stand-up I was year 19 years old me. Yeah. when you met me. God, I started when I was 18, that's dude. That's a long it's fucking, time ago, I know, man. man. But I've done everything in between. Like There was like a six-month well, period how long where did I... You, how long did you do stand-up before you you stopped for that amount of time? Because I, well, I stopped. There was a six-month period where I was doing... I framed houses... My dad convinced me, my dad for years, ever since I started stand-up, right when I graduated yeah. out of high school, my dad was always like, okay, when, when are you done with the hobby? Yeah, like and you, when are you going to get and, a real job? You and dad, you and dad, yeah. I feel like we're brothers, but you and your dad, <laughs> you guys butt heads all the time. No, not butt heads. We just Nick, disagree. Nick said that he was over at your house one time and, and you guys were just screaming at each oh, other. Oh yeah, every once in a while. Lungs. Uh, it it shit hits the fan, yeah. proverbially, and it's always because Comedy? you want to be this free spirit yep. comedian, do my own thing, and he feels like the only way that you're gonna make Succeed it in this world is, is if you have a solid job with a yep. solid paycheck. And, Just doesn't get it at all. Yeah. That like I can see. Hustle I, I feel bad about that because uh, my okay. mom and dad, from the minute that I became a stand-up comic, I had a four-year college degree, and I gave it all away to be a stand-up comedian. And not once did they ever, like, stop me and just say, you really think you should be doing this? I had, like, the other thing where I, where I did my first show and my dad gave me a huge hug and he said that you finally found it. You found the thing that you're supposed to do for the rest of your life, you know? See, but I have the 100% support of my mother, which totally oh, yeah. offsets and then some my, my fucking... I love your mother. My dad. She's my mom. Classic. She's amazing. I, and like just, just a classic like New York lady. Yeah, you want to come in here, have some eggs and some fried potatoes but before I, you get on the I'm road. I'm glad there? that my dad was so anti stand up. Well, it's good though. Because I mean, it's you, it's you know good how much of a have... spike driven Sicilian yeah. oh, I am. Oh yeah. yeah. So that was like a oh yeah fuck you dad. Oh you don't want me to stand up <laughs> yeah. fuck you dad. Hey like so it was I like. But it seems like it seems like your parents really love each other and like you had that really like loving like family unit thing because you have. Two brothers? I have three younger brothers. Three younger brothers. Tom is so quiet that nobody even notices. Okay. Uh, and he's never there. And then Dan is now worked. He followed in Dad's footsteps, and he's a computer programmer for the post office. Okay. Or he works in the computer section for the post. I don't know what the yeah. fuck computers they do in the play. Whatever. I can't believe he did it. I can't believe he fucking. I can't believe. He fucking, <laughs> Like, Did he have other dreams? I don't know. I like Dan. Like, like maybe his dream was to be. Like I remember a back in the day when no, but do I remember Dan? He was like working for this like guy, like this doing like lawn stuff, and he was like, oh, I, like, what was it? Oh, he had this idea for grass, 
like regular like lawn Wait, grass. What? Like no no no. He used to <laughs> he used to smell bad. Anyway. He cut that shit out. Dan is. I don't think I even see Dan drink anymore. I don't even think I I I, I, I bet he doesn't even have a beer in his fridge right now. If how I called is it him. that you and him didn't get together and like make this super grass. I know, right? Like regular yeah. long grass that gets you stoned. Yeah, it's like regular long grass with THC Dude, in it. This is a million. Actually, dire, holy shit! Miller, million right, if anybody, this is Tannen right here on the show. Time, boom, right here. Like if you could show that you were making long grass that gets you stoned before you we talked. That was like oh, this is a trash great can full of lawn clippings is just weed. Just I, I, you pay, you pay. Someone pays you to mow your grass. Yo, can I like uh, fucking just like mow yeah. like a, just a tiny little corner? <laughs> yeah. I just need a little corner. Here. What uh, What do you want to get paid? Get, like, I'll just a, take the lawn clippings. Can I just look? I'm. But uh, hey, you kids, you keep off my grass. <laughs> like, takes a whole new meaning. Uh, seriously, you stay <laughs> That's some a warning guys, shot. Some guys out there on some summer afternoon with one of those little like eyeglass things, <laughs> just <laughs> taking a peek at the Ooh. grass. So he he had an idea for a new grass. And he, but like. Uh, and, then and just like it was like or like office. an irrigation system, and he like he did he really worked on it for a little so bit. I wonder, I wonder but when like the, it didn't when the, like he didn't take it to the next stage. Like he, I wonder he, when but the switch he was, was also getting chipped away at my father by oh, my dad okay. to be like because my dad, your other brother, my dad had Mikey was Mikey broke the cycle because he was fucking Doogie Hauser. He went to Medical college. School? No, oh. no, he should like kind business school, okay. which is the medical school of money. All right. It's, it's fucking, I don't know if that ever. Oh yeah, no, it's the medical school of money. You gotta go extra that, years. You, you say these fucking, things as if they're set in stone. They but I are. I don't think that's. I said. I don't think anybody. I just ever set them in stone. I don't think anybody has I just ever coined set another that. phrase. I coined another. Like I'm coining <laughs> phrases left and right over here. Like for crying outside, Mark. I'm like that one's mine. I should actually fucking. I like so, Bruce. Uh, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Bruce. Uh, Bruce Banner. Let's get ready to oh, rumble. Bruce Bumber. I don't know what the hell his name is. Anyways, I should fucking. So, I should patent. You're gonna pay so me wait, twenty grand if you say for crying outside. You were you were only away from stand up for six months. Oh no 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 before. no. Because no, I, I thought you were away for like three. I years. I was framing houses at first. Yeah. And I was like, fuck this shit. And is that when you became These a hands. car salesman? And I sold new Toyotas. So how long from when you stopped? Because I'm trying to get to the point where, because I did stand-up the whole time. Yeah, like, I, took, I wanted to be a stand-up comic. It was, I, I just like four times a week I was doing open mics and I was working on stuff. And then I think it was uh, my 30th? No, it couldn't have been my 30th birthday. It had to have been like... Maybe I quit twenty seventh birthday. I quit not long after that. Okay, but I'll still remember that. I was, it was like at, a year. I was at a bar with my sister and my friend Jeff and a couple other people, and my phone rang, and you had been gone from Santa. I hadn't seen you in forever. Calls me on the phone, and he tells me that uh, he had written me a new joke, and I still remember this joke. And I put that joke on my new album just for you. Aww. Did you know that? I did not notice that. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. So the joke was, he goes, I, hey, hey, happy birthday, man. I wrote you a joke. And I was like, okay. And he goes, here it is. Here's the joke. He goes, uh, when, you, when you sleep with women and they say, wow, you are the biggest man I've ever been with. Then I take a 
I take a pause and say, size wise or penis wise? <laughs> <laughs> it is a funny joke. I wrote a bu- I wrote a bunch of extra stuff after it for the album where I said, because uh, if it's if it's size wise, that's kind of weird. Like I'm some kind of roadmap on our way to sleep with U- uh, uh, Mutombo <laughs> or whatever. To Kimbe Mutombo? Yeah, <laughs> like I was just some roadmap. <laughs> All right, yeah, now I gotta go here. It was like yeah. the Mortal Kombat of like, like, like. You've been the big because uh, do, 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 I thought do, 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 I thought do. you could do that joke too. Being like, oh, she only like, sleeps with midgets. Yeah, she's a, she's finally <laughs> she's li- finally decided to have sex with someone that's not a midget. Oh shit! For your but next no, birthday, so, I might take that joke back. I so after that that joke, we talked for God, it had to have been like an hour and a half on mm-hmm. the phone. And, and then weeks you after told that, me, we kept talking on the You phone. told me for the first time that story about how you walked in. That's the first time you told me that story. Because you kind of... That story was the catalyst of me getting back to stand-up. Yeah. It was like a, it was like See, a fucking why, rom-com. Think... It was like a fucking... It was like a movie moment where I literally was like taking the tie off. Like, I'm getting the fuck out of here! Because like, like... that's why I think this story is so cool is because... You initially were like the inspiration for me to want to become a better comedian. <laughs> this is fucking and, hilarious. And I, <laughs> you brought in back. a way, brought you back to it, dude. This is and why we, we are. This is why we fucking. This is why Isn't I put up with, with you on the road. <laughs> come here, come here. You're, <laughs> you're as close to a brother as, as uh, anybody could be without being a brother. Dude. I know, man. And we fight like brothers. Oh yeah, we do. I just, like where to eat. I, <laughs> I do this. I do the same shit to you that I used to do to Tom, because I just annoy you well, for the fun of annoying you. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> All right. Okay. You know what? I, and I, there's a lot of other similarities <laughs> between you. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have the same smoking hideouts, like just like little. Well, you've learned. You've learned the new hideouts. Oh yeah. Oh boy. What he would have loved the top of the <laughs> the parking garage. Oh, dude, you're what killing that? that. was the GoPro. Oh. Look how tiny it is. Bumping it all about and such. <laughs> Aren't you going to tape oh. the whole thing? And then just, like, knocks it off. Looks like Anita sent me a video of, uh... <laughs> Look. It's Willow and her jumperoo watching her stories. <laughs> <laughs> what is she watching? The it office. Like the office. It is the yeah. office. Which is what oh we God. watch uh, constantly. Willow is going to grow up a huge so, office fit. She's going to love Steve Carell. Did I, did I tell you this story? Maybe the second or third time that we came to Vegas, me and my brother, we were staying here. At the new Rush was, Tower? Yeah. And he was very nervous uh, about doing his thing. No. And I, I think people know the method. thing. 420. Um, so he... He was real nervous about it, and he didn't even want to do it. He did it on Fremont Street, and people were looking at him weird. And then he went to the parking garage, and he thought security was looking at him. So he said, uh, he goes, I really just need a day where I can just, like, do all the weed. So he decided, he goes, so can we just, like, drive the interstate and just see Vegas, and I can do my thing? And 
we can we'll just drive up and down like the highway and the strip and everything and and it'll be a fun day so i was like by the way is is the worst possible way you can fucking smoke in vegas i'm (laughs) sorry just in a car just like just letting the cops just like that's a vehicular thing so we're we're driving that's the thing with 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 smoking weed don't get in the car because that turns it the cops into a vehicular it's a vehicular thing and vehicular things are that fucks with your insurance and your fucking yada yada so just go take a nice hoof about yeah roll up a duber find a nice quiet little area parks (laughs) national parks Yes, around families, Joe. The Let's Grand get all these Canyon. Families high you know what? Seriously, at the I, Grand I don't know Canyon. if you watched when we when I smoked at the Grand Canyon. It went, it went out, and then just went poof, and it just off In, into magic off to the land. races into the canyon. It Can was I finish just, the story. Good, good. I'm just saying. So I'm just trying to. So help. we're driving up the highway, and he's just like, you know, smoking all the weed, and I. Uh, so we drive, and this billboard comes up where it's a dog and a cat sitting in a car. And I just start laughing hysterically. And he's just staring at me, and I'm just laughing, and I'm laughing. And he goes, he just t- stops for a second, and he goes, Oh, no, you are high. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, Am I? He goes, You just laughed at a cat and a dog on a billboard for 15 straight minutes. You are high as shit. I go, It's quite possible because I want some nachos really bad right now. Oh, dude. Oh, God, man. Oh, I, I, got, I, I well, think I got I, you high once, too, on the road. Yeah, we were, uh, we were in Denver, and it was that kid in the earlier podcast that said, Do you like parkour? And oh, you yeah. ran on the roof with him. So they came back. They came by the condo that one day to give you your stuff or whatever. Oh yeah. And that's always an interesting thing to me. Like I, I don't buy drugs. I've never dealt with drug dealers or whatever. But it always seems like when a drug dealer comes and like sells you their stuff, they almost see it that you're supposed to like smoke them up before they go with the shit that just sold you. Oh no. Sometimes it's the other. Like I mean, it depends. Like some people aren't drug dealers and they're like doing you a favor. And getting you said drugs. Yeah. So as the as like as a fa- like now a return favor to them, you you then yeah. thank you you thank with you know like you know, with with, with this herb. great bounty that I have now received. <laughs> I shall come. Yeah. We shall make feast. Like but it's yeah. so they. So I have slaughtered always... a pig. Here is my daughter's. Take your choosing. Yeah. Accept that well, one. There's, there's like a lot. She is of... uh, destined for my ecstasy dealer. Like right. that too. All, All right. right, let's cut it down. Okay. All right. Um. <laughs> But it always just seems like comics have a lot of jokes about how well they'll go to whoever they get their stuff from, and then they have to sit there for like an hour or so, like getting high with this person and talking about the strangest shit. So yeah, that always was weird to me. But so they showed up with your stuff, and then they were just like, you know, let's all just get let's get plastered or whatever. And I obviously have hardly ever done it ever. I think I've done it twice in my life now, maybe three times by accident. Because I was in the room with with weed smoke, but yep. Um, so they like all I remember from that night was that kid had like the biggest like one hitter bowl thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it looked like like a normal pipe from like England. <laughs> it was that big, and he poured like an entire vial of weed into it and then started lighting it up. And I was like, "What the hell is this?" So yeah, he uh, 
You were just so I tried it. I tried it twice, or like tried to take because I. Oh yeah, the problem. The problem with me. The problem. Tried to take a second hit and that didn't work. Well, the problem with me is that I've never smoked a cigarette before, and and trying to inhale something just you know it's bad. So I have had uh, you weren't meant for that world. Weed in in a brownie one time. Did I tell you that story when I was in Canada? Oh yeah, I'm in Canada. This lady brought brownies, and she was like, "Here, have this brownie." And I go, "Oh yeah, sure." So I walked away and I was. Give Mark Poulos weed, please. Tell him that something at weed food. Tell him it has weed in it. Do you remember that short film we wrote called The Real Cookie Monster? Oh, The Real Cookie Monster. (laughs) When I accidentally you ate all of my like weed brownies, and and then the whole point of it was that I'm nervous about ever getting really high because. I don't know if I'd be able to control my munchies, so I would go on like a three-state eating spree, and they'd call me the real Cookie Monster. It would be like the Hulk. It would be like <laughs> Bruce Banner turning into the Hulk. Market walls. Can't need much Hulk eat cookies. Like it's, so, yeah. So, but I yeah. did it, and I just laughed at the curtains again for like a half an hour. <laughs> you and you love you. You think curtains are the funniest fucking thing when you're. I don't know why. I, like, Maybe it's the colors or the it's, things they move or whatever. I don't know, man. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, uh, so Vegas has always been, like I've done like three podcasts on Vegas because I love this place so much and I don't know what it is. I think mostly it's just the nostalgia of coming oh, yeah. here since I was like 16 years old with my dad and my brother and and now that they're both gone, it's it's kind of lost a little bit of its cachet. Dude, no, and but you know, being and, here with you and you're makes not gambling, it all that much more fun. So we're just going to do, we're going to do Vegas a new way. Yeah, you know yeah. we're gonna. I'm I'm changing how you look at Vegas. I still want you to come down here because yeah. you gotta hold. Like this is kind of like since you don't gamble anymore, this is kind of a like it, it's like you're it's fucking walking through fire. Yeah, you know, like you're your phoenix it's rising like you're in get, the ashes. You're getting to see it from the other a side angle. And yeah. when you look at it in this kind of, I mean, Vegas is beautiful, but it you is. can see some fucking gross. There's some oh, gross yeah. gambling going on. Yeah. Where like when you see it well, now, like from the other side, yeah. you see that though. And it's yeah. like, and it's kind of, so let's go fucking, Working. we're going to go go-karting in Vegas. We're going to go do what? Vegas in a different. There are I, go-karts here? You know what? Fi- I, give me five minutes. And I'll find <laughs> us some go-karts. I'm going to look at our right now. Like, it's, uh, we're going to be go-karting in 20 minutes. We're going to be podcasting from the go-kart spot, hopefully, if I can convince Mark to, like, it, my treat, Mark. Yeah. I, it'll be, it'll be my treat. As soon as I win some money in those penny slots, you're going to watch me. And you'll, oh my God, you're going to teach me how to do it. Well, you know what's you know what's hilarious. You're gonna teach me how to gamble because I don't I don't gamble except well, when I'm in Vegas. That's what I was gonna talk about is the fact that so the last time that we were here, I was kind of on the precipice of trying to quit. You were my trying gambling. to get off the yeah. So I tell him as we're coming to Vegas, like I'm on this new path. I'm trying to get over my compulsive gambling, so I'm not gonna be gambling anymore. So I, and it's my fault too, like going through recovery, realizing that. I can't put it on other people to stop me from doing my addiction. Like, I have to stop myself. Like, I can't put it on him to stop me from doing things, but I did. I was like, listen, I'm not going to gamble, so if you see me, like, heading towards a slot machine with a fistful of money, like, you got to you gotta take care of it, you know, stop me from doing it or whatever. And he's like, oh, no, no gambling at all, man. We'll just see the town. We'll go around and whatever. And of course, flash forward like eight hours later, we're both sitting at the same penny slot machine, like, 
and I just stop and I'm like, what are we doing? I just said <laughs> fucking eight hours ago I'm not going to gamble. And we've been sitting here for eight and a half hours. And then the very next day I was like, let's go down the strip. Let's check out some of the casino hotels. Let's do this and that. And you're like, oh, yeah, man, let's do that. Flash forward like four hours. We're sitting at the same blackjack table. I'm like, what are we doing? We're not doing anything. <laughs> we were really trying not to. And we really, every time. Well, okay. And you remember my... the one day where I forced you to go swimming. And, and we all I wanted to do was gamble. Like an hour. And you're like, all right, let's wrap this up. I got to go back to that penny slot machine Dude, with the weird women on it. Dude, I was feeling hot this week. And oh, plus God. there was the whole, okay. No, there was a lot that was in, because that wasn't, I had been to Vegas not that many times. And I was well, yeah. I was focused on a few key things of getting weed, a, getting weed, yeah. B, getting drunk as fuck on well, the cheap. Yeah, that's true. And I wanted to be propositioned by a hooker. And that all happened. And all three of those things happened. Yeah. But I had to keep but going that, back to the that slots. Is, that is a funny. I don't know if we've told that on the podcast before, but that is probably the funniest thing from the last trip that we were here. Because I went to bed. I was like, fuck this. I, I had lost a bunch of money. And I was like, I can't believe I did it again. <laughs> so I went to bed. And uh, and Joe stayed up late into the night. And then he woke me up the next day. And I was like, so how did it go last night? And you were like, oh, you know, I think I won like 25 bucks. It was pretty cool. He goes, the nice, the nice thing is there's so many nice people around here. Like two or so in the morning, like this nice dressed lady sat down next to me and was asking me how my trip was going and if I was staying in the hotel and all this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and I said, yeah. And then he goes, uh, well, then I just, I, she asked if I was staying there. I said, yeah, I was staying with my buddy and we're both in the same room upstairs. And she seemed to kind of wander away after that. And he <laughs> had no, he I go, dude, that was a hooker. That was a prostitute. And he's like, no, nah, she's not a prostitute. No way, man. She was she just gave really dry. She gave me a cigarette. <laughs> uh, and, but I had a lighter. That's, you know, of course. Yeah. And I was like, damn it. That was a proposition. She gave you a cigarette called Money for Sex. Was I, that dude, I was like, the cigarette? I like, could I like, at least talk prices? How our evening was going? <laughs> Something. I, you know, like, so this time, I'm back. Yeah. Want to get repropositioned. Repropositioned. That's goal tonight, 1 o'clock in the morning. Wheel of Fortune slots. That's where you'll find me. Uh, Baboom! God, you're out of your mind, man. Uh, or am I so out of my mind, I'm back into my mind. That's quite possible. Um, so to wrap this up, I just wanted to uh Dude, We're going to go get because, drunk and do go-karts. I found... The, uh, look at this. Look at this. So, this is how far we are away from go-karts. That's mere miles. We go either 10 minutes down on this highway, dude, there's two, or I, 10 minutes down on this highway. I can't go-kart. I'm going to fuck. That's even better. That's even better. <laughs> is that better than I can't do Dude, it? have you ever seen uh, that show Robin Big? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's us. Like, except <laughs> I didn't invent no I can't and skateboard. And I'm not black. And you're not black. No, I want to I wanna wrap this up by saying, so uh, after that phone call on my birthday, you we, we kept talking about you getting back into stand-up. And literally, the next gig that you ever did on the road... Was when you came with me on the first Stoner and the Fat Man and fucking tour. The, the Goose, yeah, and fucking Fat Pheasant, Fat Pheasant, the fat, the mildly overweight Goose. Stuff. So yeah, that's that's how it all uh, that's all it all shook out, man. I fucking love so. the shit of this kid. Uh, you guys follow Mark oh, Poulos. We're still taping. <laughs> this whole tape has been the side of my top of my uh, head here. I know I've been really leaning in on this mic. Uh, so you guys, I, I'm Joe Cogazello for twenty past four. That's and me. This is uh, Mark Poulos for the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I love this. Where uh, where can people get the uh, 
the old episodes of 20 past uh, all the old episodes before uh, I mean these will be the first of the new episodes so the all the old episodes are on iTunes under 20 past four okay and uh, you could find we did have a website but I think I let that pass oh okay. uh, was it geocities <laughs> you remember those old websites for GeoCities? <laughs> I had one of those. Oh, goodness great. I think I had one, too. Um, but, uh, all right, guys. So you can always get Unbridled Enthusiasm on... Uh, they can get it on iTunes, can't they? Unbridled Enthusiasm? No, 20 Past 20 Four. 20 Past Four? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Unbridled Enthusiasm, 20 Past Four. SoundCloud, LargeDrunkMan.com. Whoop, whoop, Prince of Bushwick. So, uh... Brooklyn! I think that... <laughs> Tune in next time. I don't know how many times I'm going to say I can shout Brooklyn out. Who knows? Gonna pop that box. Gonna pop that box. Box popping. Yo, I had no more boxes than a movie company.